like it's been about a month maybe a little more than a month we were caught slipping but oh it felt like a year yeah um it felt like a long time but that's the that's the bad news the good news is <laughs> you're about to get more terrace house mafia than you can conceivably handle uh shoved right down your throat for february and beyond yeah so it's gonna be incredibly easy to record now yeah because of all the millions of dollars we're making from our podcast. That's right. We have we have a whopping, I would say, I would ballpark it uh, conservatively at about 400 listeners. And that's, as you know, that is enough to fully live off of. So Noelle and I have both retired from our respective industries and we're <laughs> doing Terrace House Mafia full time together. We have moved into a kind of a hybrid home office and podcast studio. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a couple of beds as well that we can sleep in. But we're really just committing our full life <laughs> To only making this podcast and doing nothing else, all because of you, you guys, you begged for it, you asked for it, um, and what an episode to come back on! Would you like to say the title? <laughs> Bros before hoes. No, I've never said that word, so I can't. I obviously won't break that law today. You've never said that word. Never in my life. I don't even. I thought it was hoes when I saw it in the episode list. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Not familiar with it. I can't believe we've really come to this point. Because mm-hmm. I, I, we this was foreshadowed in our interview with Terrace House English translator Angie Yayama. Angie's amazing. She's incredible, and she told us that there she was struggling to figure out how to translate <laughs> "Bros Before Hose" or whether to to translate it into Japanese or whatever. I think she did a, an, an admirable job. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Um, this episode opens with. Emika and Pepe, like, fulfilling this beach date that they had foreshadowed in a past episode. The two newcomers. Emika is such a hot name. Yeah? Also. Is it? Yeah, it is. I lack the cultural context to uh, know whether or not that name is hot or not. But... It's very, like, <clears throat> modern. Mm, Emika. It's not like an old... It's not like a Karen. It's like, what's a hot name in American? Oh, my God. That's a tricky question. Uh, what's... I don't know. I like girl names that are like also boy names. Okay, so that like might Devin or like Sydney. I'm googling sexy names, <laughs> and what's fucked up about it is that when you Google top sexiest names, it's like a word cloud of a baby <laughs> full of sexy names. So, uh, Brianna. Seventy percent of men say Brianna. That's not Erica. Emika and Erica are very phonetically wow. similar. Erica with a K is hotter so, than Erica with a C. According to 69% of men who were interviewed <laughs> by telegraph.co.uk. Um, anyways. <laughs> getting a little off topic. Anyways. Yeah. They went on a beach date to they sushi. Did. What did you make of this date? Um, It was so cute. It was, it was cute. I would describe it as wholesome. And cute. Was it wholesome? Punctuate. It does. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Except for the part where he was like leering at her as she was undressing from what felt like two and a half feet away. I didn't feel like it was wholesome. Yeah, maybe not wholesome. (laughs) But it was cute. I would say it was cute, punctuated by moments of like stiffness. Not not in that way, but <laughs> in that like, maybe in that way, but also in the sense of like definitely in that way. They were definitely in that way, but there were also moments where it was like their interactions were really cute, and then they were occasionally felt somewhat stilted and awkward. Like mm-hmm. not all the time. Like two out of every seven interactions they had, I was like, oh, that was a little. And maybe there's a. I didn't get any awkwardness. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting on. I mean, it. they were being basic. 
Yeah. But maybe not awkward. I like when he put his sunglasses upside down. Oh, actually, that was very cringy. Actually, the peak of the episode. Yeah. I've lear- I'm learning to love Pepe. I, I, we, you and I have been, we've spent the past three weeks of Tara's house trying to suss out our exact relationship <laughs> with this man. And I think for me, it's, it's taking the shape of it, uh, like, it's cringy in a good way. It comes um, in waves. It does. There are moments where we're yeah. like, um, t- what did you think of the pizza they ate at the beach? Okay, so Japanese pizza sucks, and I forgot about that until I saw her eating the pizza. Yeah. I feel like you can tell that it sucks you just can, by looking at there it. There are a few shots where like she's holding it, and it's sideways, and you can see that there's about one half a millimeter of bad-looking sauce seeping into this like uh. white, barely-cooked crust. You worked at a pizza place in Tokyo, so you have, you're yes. uniquely qualified to comment on this. Like, so in Japan, you will pay $40 for a pie that tastes the same as, like, a frozen pizza here in America. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and, like, I'll just give a shout out to Pizza Slice if any of you ever go to Tokyo pizza long slice enough. Or Pizza Slice 2. Or Pizza Slice 2. I specifically worked at Pizza Slice 2. But if you're in Tokyo long enough to miss... American food, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you would that would happen. It could happen. Then go to Pizza Slice. So it's an authentic recreation of American pizza. The owner spent a few years in Brooklyn making pizza, oh, and word. then was like, "Cool, like Japanese pizza sucks. Let's bring this back to America. Tight. I mean, Japan." And- I would love to see it show up. How do you think our boy Giuseppe, aka Pepe, felt choking down <laughs> this horrifying? I didn't even think because as an Italian, you'd think he would be the most disgusted of all. I think he was too distracted by Emika's. Mm, I'm trying not to use the word "ho." The bros before hoes is really distracting me, but yeah. I think he was too distracted by Emika to even mention the pizza. For sure, for sure. I just hope that there was a voice in the back of his head that was like. Uh, my ancestors are frowning upon me for even being in the same room as this pizza. <laughs> um, I mean, for being in Japan where pizza sucks in general. <laughs> but their pasta's good. You got to give it up for that. Yeah, um, we guess. should note, and just a quick side note, a little bit of housekeeping. I do want to say that in solidarity with our American listeners, we did listen <laughs> to the horrible fucking theme song. We watched this via Chromecast on a, on a Roku TV uh, did not bother to use a VPN this episode, and goddamn, what a bad piece of music! Like, holy fuck, it's so shitty. Painful, painful. Yeah, truly agonizing. I said I would rather listen to Jesus is King, and Nick was like, "I like that album." I did like that album, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we listen to the bad theme song. Uh, there's this scene where Shohei and Ruka are goofing off in the pool together. And it was I, so cute. It was really cute. <laughs> And can I tell you what my my overwhelming thought was during that? What? Ruka is a textbook example to me of how if you're conventionally attractive, you can get away with being insanely fucking weird and nobody says shit. Like, like when Ruka's not talking, I actually forget how insane he is. Like in that pool scene, I was like, oh, what a That's little so cutie normal. bouncing around, goofing off with his... His boyfriend, and then like, <laughs> and then I, I think about the drawing he drew, and it all comes flooding back. That's oh, I forgot about the drawing. Yeah, um, but that pool scene took on a new significance. Can you just put your iPhone in a Ziploc and it's waterproof, just like that? Yeah, well, yeah, yes, you can. Okay, people do that. He right. he badly, and I would argue strangely, wanted to take an underwater selfie. Okay. Um, that's a that's with. A real- Shohei. That's a hashtag Ruka moment right there. <laughs> um, but he, His ambitions. Yeah. So speaking of the Ruka-Shohei relationship, um, 
They go back to the bedroom. <laughs> and there's a scene of Shohei packing up. R.I.P. Shohei. And, and Ruka, like, for a full minute, not believing when Shohei says, I'm leaving now. It He's was like, so funny. tragic. And, like, the music, too, was, like, this crazy romantic, like, like the notebook. I would argue that was the most romantic scene we've seen in Tara's house where he's yeah. like, what am I going to do if I, with myself if I wake up tomorrow and you're not there? It was the only example of like real love <laughs> that we've seen so Totally. Far. Yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote in my notes, how is this the most romantic scene of the entire season so far? Way to Irish exit though. He did a full Irish goodbye. He's like, I'm too cool for this place. Is that, I'm just going to Is that the move? Is that what he was thinking? Like I, my thinking is that he kind of had exhausted most of his romantic options at this point. Well, what I was saying is like, did he get kicked off and he's salty? So that's why he left that way. But you were like, no, he no. just left that way. I think you you love a conspiracy theory <laughs> and I don't begrudge you for that. The people love a conspiracy they theory. They do indeed. They do indeed. Are you going to uh, tell me Ruka knocked down the towers? Like What? It's a conspiracy theory. Ruka knocked down the towers? What do yeah, you mean? the towers of 9-11. <laughs> Oh, we're going there. Okay. Yeah. Slippery slope is all I'm saying. Um, so his, yeah, we should, we should talk about this though, that his technique was to just leave a semi melodramatic note on the chalkboard and Dramatic. just dip. Didn't say goodbye to anyone except Ruka. And then the next morning it was like, everyone acted like someone died. And that was maybe one of my favorite terrace house scenes ever is like. The shock. Yeah. Like there's this incredible shot from like really far away of Kaori in the kitchen when um, Ruka's breaking the news to her that Shohei's gone. And she's like just kind of still bleary eyed, not fully awake, um, has a full face of makeup on for some reason. But you can tell she's like not fully like conscious yet. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what? He, he, Ruka says to her, look at the chalkboard. And she paces towards it. And then just like it's this extended like. 35 second shot of just her reaction. She walks towards the chalkboard and then stops in her tracks and is just like, eh? Like she like can't, just like Ruka, can't really parse that he would do this. Shout out to whoever like edited that scene. Yeah, masterful work. Yeah. Truly masterful work. I think also like the one person he said goodbye to was Ruka, but I- Which is like so romantic. Very, I also think it was an accident. Like I, I kind of suspect that he, um, was caught by Ruka moving uh, out. Like, I, I just don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe it would have been hard to get out of there without, but like for, and, and my evidence for that is that Ruka explicitly says, I'm going to wake up extra early at 6am to see you. And he leaves in the middle of the night deliberately to avoid having to say like a real goodbye to Ruka. Maybe he was leaving like him and Ruka's relationship getting too real because he was scared of where that would lead because they were so madly in love. Interesting. Another good conspiracy <laughs> theory. We're two for two so I far. I just want that to be true. It, I mean, this it's clearly the editors on the show also do because that <laughs> scene was romantic and beautiful. We just want some love and that, this is the only love we're getting so far. Yeah, truly it is. Um, so we, we, we jump ahead to our first real scene of um, the peanut gallery talking about the events of this episode where they talk about Shohei's departure. Um, you commented for the first time on Tokui's Kansai accent. I'm was... surprised I didn't bring this up earlier. Maybe you have, but I don't remember it and I thought it was interesting. I don't know if our like... English speaking or non Japanese speaking viewers have noticed this before. Fuck but... no. I can tell you on behalf of all okay. of them. Okay. No. <laughs> That's why I'm so excited to hear you talk about it. Tokui has a Kansai accent, which is how people speak in the Kansai region. So, southern, more southern mm -hmm. than Tokyo. I would say um, a good 
anime point mm-hmm. of reference for some of our listeners might be um, Osaka mm-hmm. from fucking uh, Azumanga Daio, this character who goes, who's known as like Osaka-chan. And she speaks with a super, super thick Kansai accent, which when that show was subtitled and translated, they wrote it as like a super thick country accent in America. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, Osaka <laughs> is like the main city in Kansai. Mm. But my grandma speaks Kansai. But a fun fact about that is that like a lot of comedians come from Kansai. Interesting. And they have a huge like agency for comedians there. And so a lot of like the mainstream comedians in Japan will speak in the Kansai dialect. And so it's already associated with like being humorous. So Tokui is truly the uh, red collar like comedy tour. You might be a redneck. Yeah. like Here's your sign. Truly. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <clears throat> Fuck though, man. This this was a doozy. And and not and no, no not long after his departure do we get the first tease. Normally I feel like they they save this for the end of an episode. It was like that. Yeah, like Shohei dips and then we immediately cut to the scene of these guys playing basketball. We're getting some very sensual shots of their abdomens and their torsos, <laughs> their sweaty torsos, which to me I think you could if you wanted to get political about it you could make the argument that terrace house is an equal opportunity horny program yeah we got like at the beach at the beach there's all the bikini shots and whatever male (laughs) gaze is fine but then at the basketball scene they're giving us a little bit of you get we're having it both ways let's get more of that let's (laughs) let's level it out well now that we've got a a sexy basketball man in the house we may get much more of that sexy slam dunk man and the sexy may be rounding up a bit (laughs) i I think that his he's not not like cute right right this i mean like you and i almost missed a, a minute or two of the episode and had to rewind it because we got into this very <laughs> philosophical conversation about male attractiveness and how being ugly <laughs> ugly hot is a thing and we talked about adam driver for a while and it <laughs> it really derailed the episode we had to like jump it back about 60 seconds but but ultimately end goal more girls are cute than guys are no argument here man. you're preaching the <laughs> Choir. Um, so, can when can we talk about Cody's choker? We can talk about that in just a few <laughs> seconds because there's a scene where um, the rest of the house, specifically where Pepe, who has somehow gone the whole day without figuring out that Shohei's gone, which is really funny to me. <laughs> he's um, like, I don't care. Who is that? Who is he? He's like, like, like Howard is on the couch just like moping, and she's like, I'm sad, and Pepe's like, Why? <laughs> and she's like. Because Shohei, and he's like, oh, what happened to Shohei? As if he actually cares. And then, yeah, right. Like, he didn't fucking know him. They he's been here two bond. weeks. No, they're not homies. But he's like, oh, I wanted to say goodbye. Choto shock. Choto shoku. And I'm like, fuck off. You actually said during that scene, you were like, I don't know why, but Pepe, like, I don't know why Pepe's annoying me this episode, but he is. And I wanted, I wrote that down because I wanted you to elaborate on it. What about Pepe was annoying you this episode? Well, he didn't do anything in particular that was annoying. I mm-hmm. think it was just like the general like broiness. The vibe. And like when they talked about bros before hoes for like six minutes straight, yeah. I was like, okay, dude. But it like, wasn't just him leading the charge on that. He, that was a yo, they were, was him court. and this other guy were tag teaming Ruka, and we we should probably talk about this other guy. It's so like becoming an American reality show suddenly. A, a bit. <laughs> I, in terms of the... There's never been more English in Terrace House, but I love that shit. So we should talk about this new guy. So new guy shows up. Pepe greets him. He has new, a fresh fade. He has a very fresh fade. He just got yeah. a haircut. Didn't bring a toothbrush to Terrace House, but did manage to get that, that fresh clip. Well, the Combini trip was planned. Okay, like so he got we're on casting. our third Noel conspiracy now. 
Uh, Rio Tawagari, 26 years old basketball man. Uh, you you said during the episode that you think he planned his trip to the Combini yeah. eight hours in advance as a, a mm-hmm. long con to get in with mm-hmm. one of the ladies. He was like, wow, I should get all the screen time in my first oh my episode. God. You are... T- you are t- also, screen time equals more money. This has been proven in another season already. We've had... Uh, so people have addressed that because we brought that up in previous episodes and I think there's been some doubt soon as to whether or not that's actually true. It's definitely true if you watch um, the season where they're in that like snowy part of mm. Japan. They talk about how it is true and they think that two members plan getting more scenes together. Interesting. Like a fake date to get money. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, somebody will, we should set up a Twitter account so people can like send us messages about this because I want to organize the feedback in one place. So if you're listening to this, uh, there will be a Twitter account. Uh, let me. <laughs> I, I like Yo, though. Yeah, if you have thoughts about this, send us tweets at Terrace House Pod. Uh, we will, maybe next episode we'll like take listener questions and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, it might be hard because everyone's way ahead of us because we took so fucking long to record. I know. Um, but this guy, Rio Tawagari, he's a basketball guy. He studied abroad in America for, he said, five years. That's like longer than I've been conscious in America. <laughs> what? I don't know. Like what? voluntarily conscious here. <laughs> okay. Um, I enjoyed hearing him speak English. I wonder where in America. I know. They haven't really clarified that. He just said America. I will, we'll find out soon enough and that'll be an That's exciting true. moment. Um, but goddamn, dude, those English scenes are so much fun. He's really good at English. Pepe's almost worse at English than yeah, him. I think so too. Because yeah. Pepe's, like, Pepe's like, this is the playroom. You can play with this. <laughs> but then like fucking Rio is like, oh yeah, you can play with this too. This is over here. This is cool. I'm like, damn, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's You're- the real English speaker? Yeah. I mean, the answer is probably Rio. Yeah. The answer is probably Rio. I like him. Yeah, those scenes were a fucking blast. Yeah. Um, they go up in the playroom. The They have the titular conversation about bros before <laughs> hoes. Um, Why? Which, interest, I just thought it was interesting how Rio was so focused on laying down ground rules quickly with the other guys in a way that we had not seen in any prior relationship where he just was like... Maybe it's a sports thing. Maybe. he like wants where to, he wants rules. That makes sense. Yeah. Because he's his concern is like, hey, let's say it's my day off and I say I'm going to go see a movie and one of the girls who's one of your crushes wants to go with me. How do I navigate that? Which I think is pretty shrewd in terms of keeping <laughs> the peace between the guys. And then as an additional protective layer on that, they do set up a, a bit of a golden rule. BB uh, BBH. <laughs> the BBH rule. As if that stands, but okay. <laughs> Fucking uh, really crucial moment also in the playroom Bros Before Hose moment that you really fixated on was Pepe's wink. Oh, I thought we were gonna talk about Cody's choker. We will, in, in all in due time. Pepe's wink was, I don't wanna think about that anymore. <laughs> we had to watch it twice because we had to rewind the scene. Uh, and it was a pretty distilled dose of big pervert energy. <laughs> like like Pepe's, uh, Pepe's vibe. He it, does write like manga. <laughs> Yeah, but I actually don't really know what his I is don't like, know. Yeah, but you don't yeah, we don't. Cartoons. I mean, like, also though, if you're out there, Pepe, like, you're probably a chill dude. But I don't think Pepe's listening to our stupid. First of all, his English is so bad he wouldn't even understand what we're saying. But <laughs> but also <laughs> wow. he's not listening. Um, Ciao. Favorite English line of the whole episode, though, actually, is at the end of the Bros Before a Hose episode where they're explaining it to Ruka. Ruka goes, "Nice idea." <laughs> <laughs> Ruka's review of Bros Before Hose. Nice idea. <laughs> I um, love to see Luca try. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, oh, you had a you had a fourth conspiracy this episode, which Did was I? when it when it's revealed that Pepe's um, oh, friend's he's... brother is on the same basketball team as Rio. You're like, oh yeah, he got on the show through like networking. I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, but also uh-huh. this has also been revealed in an earlier season. What? When I think it was like a Hawaii episode when some new character came on. They were like, oh, like we have a mutual friend, like all this shit. That's just life, though, man. Is it though? Because I... they're being casted on the same TV show. I just don't. I just don't think that the cast members have a hand in who gets picked. Because they seem legitimately surprised. Says Nick, the freelancer who doesn't understand that networking gets you every Just like, job. So, your, so your theory, in order for this theory to be true, you have to be saying that Pepe got him on the show because his friend's brother's on the same basketball team as him. And when Pepe acted surprised to meet this guy, he was lying? At everyone who <laughs> majored in business and works a corporate job, completely normal thing people, that happens. People hate to feel tricked. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And I think that there's a little... There has to be like... There has to be networking involved. Maybe on some level, maybe like if a if a model manages to get on the show, but I don't think the networking extends to like a a cast member's friend's brother's basketball teammate gets to be on the show. Like who does that That's, benefit? I don't see a I just I, I just, stand my ground. You love you love your conspiracies. <laughs> um there's the bathroom incident where we get these like very grim shots of a nasty looking bathroom with oh, bathing the bathroom incident. Yeah, there's like a bathing suit floating in a tub and wet d- towels all over the ground. I don't understand how it gets to that point. Well, I think the subtext that we're supposed to pick up on is that it's Ruka. Who are these? Oh. Because Rio comes out. He's like, hey, uh, yeah, I had a great bath. Uh, quick question. What's up with all the towels? Let's clean the bathroom tomorrow. And Ruka basically owns up to it in that moment. He's like, oh. he's like, Rio, please don't clean up the towels. I will take care of it because I'm the one who's home the most. Okay, that makes sense because I was like... In Japan, I will literally lick the train seats. So, like, why the fuck is that happening? Right. And the answer is that there's a uh, weird, weird man-child living in the house. That makes sense. Um, and then it all ends in this, I think, pivotal scene where... I'm trying to remember exactly how it happens. I think Haruka says that she told Ryo that Emika wanted to go to a basketball game. And that he right. was like, oh, I'll go with her. Right, right, right. So he comes out of the bath looking very fresh. And he... <laughs> He that conversation happens and he basically is like, oh yeah, do you go into a basketball game? Do you want to go together? And then there's like this. I want. I, I wrote it, it down. It was so awkward. It was really awkward. And I wanted so much happens in like a 15 second window that I want to make sure we get it right. So he, him, and Emika are like, hey, let's go on this date. There's this laughter. Rio hears Pepe and and Ruka, I guess, laughing and goes like, eh, is everything okay? And then Pepe, in what I think is an extremely cowardly move, deflects and turns to Ruka. Is like, I don't know, Ruka, is everything okay, Ruka? Yeah. Like, as though Ruka is the one who has a problem here, when in reality, clearly Pepe is jealous. Yeah. Like, clearly he's being weird about it. Like, you good? Yeah, like, like, he's like, I don't know, maybe maybe Ruka has a problem with it, but not me. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you just went on, like, a, a frivolous... It was a really good date. Yeah, I, it was a cute date, but I just, like, for him to quickly throw, throw like the throw shade at Ruka like Ruka's the one who's being weird right now not me that's true it made me it gave me a reason to I want dis- to like him again yeah yeah I mean I when he starts winking I can't help but like him it works like a charm on me <laughs> um 
But yeah, dude. But I would like to mention that Cody's choker made me feel some type of way. You brought it up <laughs> actually three times during this podcast recording and then an additional six times during the episode. <laughs> it's just like, come on. There is something to be said, I think, for like that final scene where all six people are chilling in the living room and like Emika is like dressed to the nines and like kind of a beautiful dress. Hair. Hair curls. fully on point. That yeah. took like 25 minutes to do those curls. Totally like completely made up. And still, both of us are, like, focused on Kaori wearing, like, some very natural makeup and, like, just a very it's basic just, tank top. And the Joker. It's, it's Come on. It's it's very 2020, Why? man. Would, She's on the wave. Please. Ah. She looks like a fucking SoundCloud rapper. I, there we go. That's that's your type. That's your just type of lady. Thank you. Just thank you, Kaori. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for serving us. Thank this you very much. Joker realness mm-hmm. on your... Japanese reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been Terrace House Mafia. Um, yeah, we're back, baby. Look, just what is she? She's. I'm sorry, Emika's look in this scene is just so. Like she purposely put her cardigan like a little bit off her shoulder, like a like, shawl. Yeah, like on purpose. Right? I'm saying she's like nothing about what she's doing here is casual. No, it, it's very reminiscent actually of of her asking Shohei to have a drink with her, leaning over the balcony, and like how mm-hmm. in, intentionally seductive that is. Like. I think she knows that she's cute and knows the power of that and wants to use it. But it's, in this scene at least, comes off as a little, maybe trying hard. Maybe just to us. Maybe. But also just like the choker. I'm just going to stop talking. Can I can I throw you under the bus a little bit here? Because you were like, <laughs> you, the whole episode, we don't see Kaori for the first like 12 minutes. And you're like, Kaori's so boring. I don't give it, like, why is she even still here? And then she walked <laughs> in the scene and you're like, oh, I love Kaori. Like, the minute you saw her face again, you remembered how cute she was. And you just were like, actually, Kaori's my favorite. And, like, it's all you would talk about for the rest of the episode. <laughs> well, now we know why she's still on the episode. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, but on that note, uh, this has been Terrace House Mafia. Um, it was a blast watching this again. I would like to watch another. Yeah. And back we're back baby hello <laughs> hello sorry that we ever left here. yeah it's it'll it won't happen again well maybe it will we'll see yeah um but one way or the other we'll do this again yeah we gotta catch up to y'all bye bye